My name is Yuri Lowenthal. My name is Travis Sintel. And you are awaited. You are awaited as a Mad Max Fury Road podcast where we watch four minutes at a time of Mad Max Fury Road and we watch it till our hearts explode and our mouths start drooling all over the floor, <laughs> boys and girls. Welcome to the party. What if what if it started with my mouth drooling and everything all exploded and just and just goes from there? Yeah, that's actually the opening I, scene of the film. It oh gets us my there God. and then we drool the rest of the film. Fucking unbelievable. Uh Listen, this, listen, guys, <laughs> this is a good one. If you're listening, to, uh, this is a good you know, four minutes. I, I'm tired of starting every episode by saying this is a good this one. This is a good four minutes. This was a terrible four. This was the worst four minutes. I can't even say it. it was really I can't even get through good. the the phrase, the phrase out of my mouth. It's a really good four minutes. I, and I, I listen. Uh, I expected this to be a, a kind of a transition. Yeah, minutes. I did. I did yeah. because we're coming off of a big fight scene. Uh, he's just convinced her. Um, she convinced him to sort of get in the car, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. Right. It'd be a driving sort of establishment. Four minutes. Right. So much shit happens here, man. Yeah, I know. Once again, not a wasted frame mm. of this movie. Not at all. Not it's a, at and all. And beautiful shots. Mm-hmm. Beautiful compositions, as usual. And the, the poor pitiful Nux. I mean, it just it just, <laughs> it just runs. The, let's start at the beginning. We'll, 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 we'll segue around, but we'll start at the Nux beginning. Nux breaks my heart. I know yeah. he's so cute and pitiful and amazing. You know what? Can we before we dig into the four minutes? Can okay. we start with a really weird uh, question? Yeah. The functionality of Nux's pants. It's the a baggy, not- baggy pants with all little things hanging off in the pockets. What's and the- going on there? You know, it just like, reminds me of sort of the the goth kid, uh-huh, um, exactly. You know, right. yeah. pants from from when I was growing up that had the all 1940s, of these. The 1940s, right? In the 1940s, yeah. uh, when I would look at their pants, like I was a little more punk than goth in in high school, and but I would look at the goth kids, and well, actually, you know, a lot a lot of the punk rockers had, you know, it's just straps attached to things that serve no function except to maybe keep you from getting away from a predator because you couldn't run fast because the straps would, would... catch on everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, I had the same um, thought that it seems like it's connected to that sort of stylistic choice. Right. Of course, in this world, we know everything's super functional. I understand why pockets would be very, very sure. necessary. Sure. Because you the could chain, put like candy yeah. in there. C- candy. <laughs> yeah. Nux has a big cinnamon uh, candy. Uh, no, right. He's a Werther's original. He's a Werther's original. Okay. Right. The soft caramel in the desert. I'm sure they would stay of really course, soft. Of course. It'd be delicious. But Gummy bears. The, yeah. Pockets I kind of get. There's things you're going to want to do there the chains and like the stuff hanging off of it feels a little unfunctional to me and i just wondered if you had any thoughts on that before we launch into this delicious four minutes yeah i wow i mean I, it looks cool Let's it just... does yeah no i i right off the bat can't because he doesn't have any accessories that we're introduced to yeah, we never at, see at him. any point he of, never pulls you know, magic stuff out magic, of his pockets yeah stuff out of his pockets or attaches straps to something to make it more um well, let's look at the rest of the, the War Boys. And it is sort of a uniform in that it's topless guys, black, you know, car- cargo, you know, uh, mm-hmm. BDUs, like military BDU uh, pants, um, which I get from sort of a, you know what, maybe it's a, it's more emblematic than it is, um, than it is functional in the sense that that is their uniform. They're looking for something that looks military. You've, you've probably got a, you know, a, a shortage of, you know, every, not everybody's going to get sort of those class A, you know, military class BDUs. 
maybe that was the next, you know, best the hand option. me down, the ones. hand me down, or the oh well, it's not exactly that. These are more for clubbing, but but it, it looks like those, so we're <laughs> gonna go with clubbing those. war boy pants. They have a good uh, breakdancing group amongst the war boys. Uh, amongst they, uh, amongst they the war kill boys, it. and we also, you know, Nux is an interesting character to me in the fact that he is very comical and very bumbling and is is very much the clown, but is also clearly highly skilled you know mm -hmm. highly highly skilled driver great driver yeah and so, uh demands a fair amount of respect from his peers yeah even though right. he's smaller and less muscular he yeah he's he's clearly ferocious he had butt slit in the face you know early on and does not back down and slit is clearly an intimidating motherfucker head butt slit feels like a uh mad libs sentence that <laughs> Headbutt slit is actually my throbbing gristle cover band. Yeah, or yeah, right. Or it's a terrible sex act. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. Anyway, okay. So that's all I wanted to ask because I, I didn't know sure, if any pants, thoughts on the that. Functionality. It of does. The pants. It does seem strange, and maybe we can revisit it when we see more of his pants. But we sure. do get a shot of him running, um, where we get a really first for the first time, I think, or the first time I noticed it, clear shot of what his yeah, lower running. garments are. Right. Okay. So question. Because right, he's there laying in the in the, in the sand. Put okay, a pin on. I get it. it. Let's put. Yeah. Exactly. What we'll do. We'll come back to that. Uh, so yeah, so we begin in in what is essentially the the bargaining between um, Furiosa and Max, uh, you know, going forward. Love it. He you know he he doesn't want to take anybody. He he gets it through his head that he has to take at least Furiosa, and she's like, well, no, you got to take it's it's, it's it's all or nothing. And he's like, we'll wait. All right, fuck it, we'll wait. So he's calling it's, her bluff. He right. he he thinks this is a bluff. That exactly. Because you know what it is. This is very interesting character development. He, in that moment, to call her bluff, he has to think she's more selfish than she's letting on. That's what that bluff right. is, right? right? He's saying, I don't think, I think you're trying to get away with everybody, but right. I think you'll come by yourself. Right. And let me just see. And so he calls her bluff, it's fine, we'll wait, and you're all going to die, or you come by yourself. Yep. And she doesn't come. And she so doesn't, right. this proves, again, this is a bluff, but it's also mm. a lot of assumptions and character development going on under the surface here. Yep. That he's like, I don't think she's as noble as she's acting like she is. Turns out she is as noble as she's acting like she is. Right. And then she says she tries a second act. This whole thing is fucking perfectly written because it plays to yeah. a comedy beat, but it also it, it structures well and it's got a little rule of threes to it. And the, so her next act is uh, you're relying on the uh, generosity of a very, very bad man. Yeah. Which is true. And right. we know that. Max doesn't necessarily know that, but probably but, thinks but she's I right. Mean, when, you, when you think about, you know, who he was captured by and what they did to him and what they were willing to do, and, you know, he's, he's gotten, I think, enough of a taste of that. He to probably know that, knows that's true. To, to reconsider and go, yeah, right, what are the odds that he's going to treat me with any sort of grace at all whatsoever? Yeah, and so then he doesn't move still. He still thinks about it. And right. what is the thing that gets him to go? She says, do you want that thing off your face? Right. And yeah, he's like, get in. Like, it's, it's so Like, that's funny. the most important thing to him. It's such a you funny can, beat, I think. It's yeah, really clever. and you can tell how, how much that fucking annoys him. Because he is, we've gone back to it again and again, he is a feral dog. He's a dog, he's an animal, and he's been muzzled. Yep. They say it, they, 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 they write it on his back, recommend muzzling yeah. on his back. And that's exactly what they do to him. Yeah. And... That has got to be the most humiliating and you know, uh, de you know, also emasculating super thing. Super uncomfortable too. Super uncomfortable when you look at it. And I know from a, a practical movie making standpoint, they must have given him this soft rubber mask that is painted to look like it's you know yeah. iron. Yeah. Um, but still, when I see the way it's digging into his face and all that, I'm like, that cannot have been comfortable. No, no, not at all. Not in, in, So in, I in love that she, she uh, makes a, a play to practicality, which yep. is, I have the codes. Right. Then the right, play right. is, this guy's going to fuck you up. 
And then it's, do you want that it's, fucking thing off your face? face? Yeah. Get in. Like, get in. And okay, then, come right. on. And then he just gives. He's like, yeah, yeah, all right. Get everybody, everybody get on. Yeah. So great. So great start to the sequence. Uh, is and a, I love, and, and, the, and showcasing the kind of acting throughout this whole moment, and really throughout this whole movie, that is always my favorite, that, that what is going on, when you can see what's going on inside their head with no dialogue, yeah. that's primo acting that's good for that, me. yeah absolutely and good movie making yeah um and this has a lot of silence also in that silent beat where he's contemplating again because this movie is so full and and robust and action-packed moments of silence stand out yeah. and there's a moment that every time i see the movie gets me so excited which is he said he, she says Let, let's go whatever you're relying on the generosity of a very bad man and he stops to think, and the whole movie's quiet, and he turns his head, and you hear the clank of the metal of his mask yeah. and the chains. Yeah. I love that Details. moment. Details. It's such a so cool... So good. It's just, it just feels nice on your ears, and it, and it reminds you in that moment of, like, he's wearing metal, so right. it supports the decision he's making, which, which is the beat coming up is, you want the mask off. So right. it reminds you of the mask, reminds exactly. you of how heavy it must be. Yep. So it's a subtle moment that's pleasurable in and of itself, but also, even a sound cue of metal on metal is a setup to the fucking action character beat coming up. Right. It's very smart. Yeah. And as a result, clearly, <laughs> and a result clearly of going through this movie as a filmmaker over and over again and finding every little thing you can do to add to the story. Absolutely right. Um, so anyway, he gets he motions them all in. All mm. the the girls come in, uh, and Furiosa gets in. Mad Max. Um, knows automatically he, he she's not going to give him the codes so he knows yeah. again this is a nice character stuff here he knows she's going to want to drive mm-hmm. he knows she's not going to give him the codes doesn't even bother arguing for it just moves over yeah so that's again uh, smart because right. he, he 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 knows he's right. gotten a measure on her now he's gotten a Simplicity read on her. of action and mm-hmm. yeah so keeps a gun on her she comes in the girls come in she reaches underneath ostensibly to start the motors uh the switches he's like no 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 and then reaches right where, right where her hand is and pulls out a, a pistol right Great. Right. Because... And... and it, go go no, ahead. I was going to say, it's establishing the very, very tenuous alliance they formed. Yeah. And sets up what the, the, the following action, which is sort of in reverse, uh, this, the, one of the greatest scenes from Thunderdome. Your favorite. Where, well, one of my favorite... Yeah, my favorite... I think my favorite moment in, in Thunderdome. You picked it out. I remember I it as your That's favorite right. moment. Yeah. That's right. I listened where, to you. Where, where they say, all right, leave your weapons, and he keeps pulling weapons from, you know, just showing yeah. what a badass, you know, he is. Yeah. Um, which I said, you know, has been repeated in other movies, and it, and in this movie was that that echo of of that exactly because he starts, and he doesn't even the thing is, he hasn't swept the vehicle, he hasn't right. crawled over and, and found these things. What's happening in his head is like, if I did, he's clearly already seeing her as an, some sort of equal because mm-hmm. he's like, if I hid weapons in this in this in the cab of this truck. Where would I put them? He literally reaches without looking I and love that pulls moment. it out from behind the seat. Yep. And up here and there, he's going through his head, where would I put them? Yeah. And he finds them there. It's because, really good. Because they're both utter badasses. Yeah, they're both badasses. And and I love this performance here by by Tom Hardy because he he's, I, I am mesmerized by his eye movements in this scene. Because yeah. I'm just trained on where he's looking because he's got to keep, he's dealing with a very, very worthy opponent who if he takes a second of energy away from uh, focusing on her, which he did earlier, and she right. knocked him. Right. So he knows, i got to keep this gun trained on her, I have to keep eye contact on her, yep. i got to watch her. Um, and watching him sort of skid around the van for where hidden guns might be is really interesting and very engaging and entertaining, even though it's a very 
you know, normal sort of thing. Yeah. It's just action beat. Just yeah. sort of, you know, due process. But he's getting through it in a really interesting way. And never once does he let his guard down. No. You know, even if he has to shift around or, you know, he's, he's dealing with... Because now he's dealing with the wives, too. Yeah. You know, in a contained space where anyone, you know, at any moment... One can jump one him. One can jump him. You he's feeling very, or not very vulnerable here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so he's always got to... He's, but he's never once does he not have his gun on somebody, you know... Of relevance. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get to that because um, he... First of all, uh, coming into this next little bit, which is him gesturing for the wives to give him a gun he sees but or suspects is there but cannot get to. Tom Hardy's a very good snapper. Yeah. He snaps real loud. It's like... Yeah. Wow, that was... You, I, can, I can tell by the levels Wait, that you're... Wait, hey, hang on. Oh, no, you're not, you're not busting the level yet. No, you get... Oh, you have a good snap, Yuri! I get, I get snap. Yuri's got a great okay. snap. But, okay, like, anyway. Tom Hardy, very effective snapper. Yeah. Um, and then gestures a couple times to give him the gun. Again, all wordless. Yep. No need. And uh, then what follows that is this really beautiful sequence of the wives chattering. Yes. I, I, I'm glad that... Um, because I had never really paid enough attention to what this says. And I'm sure we could go back and find and find more. But it's, it's finally them commenting out loud, you know their thoughts on this sort of on males in, mm -hmm. in, in this world. Mm -hmm. And they've all got a slightly different appreciation. Obviously, nobody trusts a guy, but some more than others. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously he's a smeg who, who eats schlanger. Yeah. Which is a, a it... great way of seeing saying it, uh, he's like a piece of dick cheese who sucks cock. Is that I, what I guess. Well, smeg, I would imagine, comes from smegma. Which I, is I, Please tell me you at least. If I just wait. introduced you to the word smegma? No, no, I know smegma. Okay. But but, but uh, I am so hesitant after our after fang, our fang it. Yeah. I just I don't want to uh, purport to interpret Australian slang again. Um, okay, you're right. You're right. Uh, just because, because I mean, blew it so well, you were, well, you were so sure on that one. I'm going to take the bullet and be sure on this one. I think smeg comes from smegma. Okay, yeah. Um, or smegma, if if you yeah. will. Who eats slanga? Who eats slanga? Um, and I think. Because, tell me what schlange because, is. Well, because in German, schlange, schlange is, 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 is penis. Yeah, right. Now, I know they're in Australia, but, you know, Yiddish was, comes from the German and all that. I mean, it could, schlange, I, I think, has to be a bastardization of that. This podcast. Now, that's the etymology of. Listen, this podcast makes me so happy because we're sitting here trying to guess at dick references in Australian slang. I know. And this is where we've gotten ourselves into. It's it's we've dug ourselves into a deep hole. But I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the stance on this one. Yeah. Do you see why that's... though? Not making the no Google rule is good because it puts us in these situations where yeah. we're like, well, let's we're... take a stab at it. Right. Right. Exactly. And we which can't... I think is valuable. Again, I do think it's valuable for Absolutely. for people coming in because you have to think that if people in America see this in the theater and listen, obviously Australian slang is right. They're in Australia. It's the world we live in. I get it. No no objections there. But Americans will see this movie, and we have to assume they don't know what the fuck a schlanger is. Right. And because of the, the world that he creates here, I don't know if that's common Australian slang or something he's created for this post-apocalyptic version of no, that. No, I, that, bet, that does I it. bet it's a... Well, that's interesting, actually. You know? I wonder if it's a, if it's a situation... Now, because fang it. Fanger? Right. Fang, it. fang it. Fang it. Floor it, yeah. Say it in Australian, though? Fang it. Fang it. No, it's terrible. I, whenever I try to do Australian dialogue for this is... Try again, then, just so I, I feel better about what I thought it was. Fang it. Fang it. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but because that was an actual thing that comes from, from car culture in the 70s or 60s, whatever. Right. I Thank, have thanks, to... Ian Tavener, again. Ian, you kill it. I, I, just, I just feel like this has to be a thing. 
Yeah. Anyway, okay. um, Ian, tell us what it means. Right, right, thanks. Ian, we'll leave that to you. Um, but yeah, so, what else, so they, they have this argument about, is he going to hurt us? I think he'll hurt us. He's crazy. No, he needs us. We're bargaining tools. There's this whole thing about right. what is going to happen to us. But, uh, I mean, we should unpack this a lot, but one of the things that's interesting is it's all very calculated. They don't sound scared. No. Which is, no. I think is very telling and very interesting. Right. And they, yeah, I, I, that's his deal. They're like, well, is he going to kill us? I don't right. Know. I don't think he can kill us. I don't think he needs us. Right. Um, Interesting acting choice, right? Right. And is it uh, because they trust Furiosa so much that they feel that she won't let them any harm come to them from this guy, or is it that they've you know assessed the threat and understand that there's he doesn't have anything to gain by just killing them? Yeah. I don't um, know. Or, I don't know. And, and was it a conscious choice? For now, I know I would love to, because Eve Ensler was a um, an advisor right. on this film. Because clearly, uh, it was important to George Miller to to have a very balanced sort of view of that and 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 feminism from a fem from a, from a woman's point of view as opposed yeah. to a male's interpretation of what feminism is. Absolutely. Um, so I would love to to be able to see what that notes session was like. Oh, I would have Eve watch this so movie. Much money. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, where does it feel shaky to you? Where where can we up this more? Where does it feel like? Was she like brought in at a script level or at a? Uh, I do not know. Interesting. I'd love to I know would, that actually. I would love to know that too, um, because I think it is it is very calculated that that they rarely, if ever, throughout the entire movie, waver to um, the damsel in distress or a woman who can't take care of herself. Now, now, granted, you know, it is justified that these women were not brought up as combat people. You know, they, they were not taught that. Mm -hmm. so, so there's that, but you're right. There is, there is very little, you know, there are very few moments of abject fear. And then when one woman does later, which we'll, which we'll get to, it stands, out. The, 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 it stands out and the rest of them swarm in to, yeah. to shut it down. That's right. No, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder about the pragmatism of the level-headedness, uh, the stuff they've been through, what they've told themselves in their private chambers leading up to this escape, yeah. uh, whether they just resign themselves to being willing to die. Mm -hmm. um, there's all these things that go into the, the, just the presentation of these lines that, that make me wonder about the world, because I feel like the war boys have resigned themselves to death. This is right. a world that is waiting to die. The people yeah. in this world are waiting to die. And it has to, in some way, extend to the wives as well. That yeah. They seem prepared for death right. in a way that doesn't really bother or rattle them. You know, and, and you know, in point of fact, when um, uh, Tom Hardy grabs Lenny Kravitz's daughter, she doesn't say, whoa, she goes, don't damage the goods. And right. doesn't look scared. But reminds him of why she's valuable yeah. and she's important. And, but, but with no fear in her face. Yeah. So there, there is a there is a weird acceptance or pragmatism to death in this culture that I think we're seeing through the presentation of dialogue here, which is really interesting to me. Yeah, uh, to and totally. the word schlanger. And the word schlanger. Um, God, I had, I had a th thing that I was gonna, and it was it was off of that, but I don't, I don't know. We can we'll always we can right. always get back to What's it. What's the other word? Schmeg. Smeg. He's a smeg. We schlanger. Why, just logistically, I don't mean to harp on this, why wouldn't the dick be eating the dick cheese? Why wouldn't it be a schlanger who eats schmeg? Oh, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a dick who eats dick cheese. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, she's I the crazy one, so I'm sure she'd come up with some right, crazy... Right, right, that, that's true. I mean, I, I love, once again, back to that they all have these, these different characteristics. I'm not that, saying you're that, wrong, I'm just saying I don't understand linguistically what that would actually Ian will like tell us. or mean. Ian will explain why. Ian, what is schlanger? <laughs> all right, anyway... 
Um, so, so then, okay, so right. this, 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 we get into this, the last sequence of the four minutes. Right. Uh, which is where, fucking get your pulse pounding, because they're, they, we've come out of a chase sequence. We've seen a lot of the Karmata. Uh, use it, use it. I'm so proud of it. Um, we, you we, should be. Thank you, man. We see, we see, we see that uh, the establishment of a little bit of this. We've seen a battle. We've seen, we've gone through all this stuff, mm-hmm. and just when we think the movie has established, it's we're out of the first act now. We think, okay, cool. We've established all the pieces on the board, so to speak, right. in this film. Right. At the end of this four-minute sequence, we get a fucking whole new chess set to play with. Right. Which right. is awesome, and it just leaves you so amped up because this movie keeps it keeps tricking you. Where you're like. Cool. Here's what we're dealing with, yep. and every time you become complacent or uh, no, feel like you know what to expect. Yep. The movie's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what to expect. Here's a whole right. new thing. Right. That Here's would, a whole new society, a whole new army, a whole new that would encompass a whole other film. Players. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Tell, tell us. Tell us about well, that. Well, I, I love how how they how it goes. And you know, he's at first he because they're because they're headed to the, if the, the movie always presents a reason for the decision, mm-hmm. um, and always has a, a logical reason. And they're they're headed. She's headed for the you know for the canyon because she knows she's got a you know she's made a deal with those people. Like that's her, that's her escape route. And he's like, no, don't go in there. He's like, I know it's it's a death trap. Yeah, I know what you're doing. If you were gonna get trapped, if you go in there, we'll be trapped. So he says, not that way. And then they have to they have to explain sort of why the you know they're they're like, no, you can't go that because look, there's a whole other army coming from that direction. And I love in that moment, it's like, look behind you, and he's like. This is the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, he literally pulls her Lenny Kravitz's daughter Zoe Kravitz's face to the window for her to look for him. Uh-huh. You know, almost. Yeah. yeah. Or well, I guess he pulls her closer yeah. to the gun. So, but so, don't, like, yeah. don't try any any shit. I'll shoot her head off. Yeah. Right. But just he, don't damage the goods. Not for a moment does he turn around and fall for it. You know what I love about this again? This is a thing we keep coming back to. And listeners, I am sorry. I know this is becoming repetitive for some people to listen to in terms of the themes that are being explicated, <clears throat> but it's simply because the movie does them really well. And they come up again and again because it's what the movie's doing. But I don't think you apologize, and here's and I don't think you should apologize, and, okay. and here's the reason why. If we're excited sure. every time to to re, to rediscover those moments and to go over them, and you know, in a slightly different thing, why should they? <coughs> also, Fair. also remember, fuck them. It's our podcast. Yeah. So, so you were saying you just whispered into your own microphone. Oh, God, yeah, they can hear me. Stage when I say whisper. That. Um, this is another another brilliant moment of uh, directing and editing uh, character POV. So she says, look behind him. We don't know what's behind him. And we're looking behind him. Yep. Right? And then uh, he says, here, well, you know, gets the girl. And then uh, has the girls look. And then we're still waiting to see what it is. Um, and they've said what it is, but we still haven't seen it because we're right. in Tom Hardy's POV here. Right. Even though we're in a crowded fucking van with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people. Yep. Uh, we're still in, in a very, very specifically third person narrative yeah. here where it's Tom Hardy's viewpoint. And we don't see it until he sees it. Right. And I think that's so subtle and so smart and such a good way of not just giving you character identification, but building a little bit of tension. What the fuck is behind him? Right. We and don't I, know. And I love that all the, the, the wives swarm to the window, each, th- you know, throwing up their own sort of like, you know, telescope, yep. binoculars or, you know, whatever yeah, and the, the thing is. we see through each of their to, perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. So we get a close because, up on because, this guy. Because, yeah, because then they, they establish for us uh-huh. and for Max... The, the new players that are coming in. Yeah. And it's the so Gastown we, Boys. We have the Gastown Boys, which is... I want all of these names to end with a Z because right. they're much better gangs. Right. You have the Gastown Boys. Boys with a Z. Yeah. Like boys to men. The Schlangers. The Schlangers. 
Um, <laughs> That's a gang that comes that comes up later. They're schlangers. They're just a bunch of dicks. Right, just a bunch of right, right. They're terrible because they've yeah, yeah. and they've named themselves that. Well, so, they're so schlangers. Like, they thought it was going to be cool, and it totally wasn't. Uh, so we have um, they, they say so they go through in a very very clever way. Again, this is not this is not exposition for the audience. It is. But it's them telling Charlize Theron, who cannot take her eyes off the road, what we're dealing with. Right. And the movie Listing shows Listing up us, the threats. Right. And the movie shows us, one by one, what they're talking about, because they're looking at them and telling her. So again, this is perfect, perfect movie exposition. Right. It is telling you, the viewer, everything mm-hmm. you need to know about what's coming, mm-hmm. everything you need, you need to know about the threats that are impending in order for you to track the story, but also, 100% what would have happened and how it would have happened in that moment where camera's not present. Right. It's just the way you do it. Right. You call it out. It's a very military thing. You're calling out what right. you're seeing to the... You've got a spotter. Yeah. You've got the, the, the spotter calling out what that uh-huh. is. So we got we got polecats. Right. Big rigs. Right. Big rigs, polecats. Um, well, they say Gas Town Boys. They establish the, right. who it is. It's the gang. The Gas Town Boys. Rigs. See? Right. The Gas Town Boys. See? <laughs> Executives. Um, it, it, so they got the big rigs, um, polecats, polecats, which, you know, of course, you're starting to establish now, which then come in later in such a glorious way. But... They call them polecats, but they don't show the like they don't show them in full. The full extension. Like they reserve. That is such a beautiful mm, um, right. moment of of withholding that information. Like when they say polecats, like it didn't even stick. Like I mean, well, I'd seen the trailer, and I could probably surmise because that was one of the, you know, standout moments of the trailer. But visually, they withhold that what that what a polecat is, yeah. because when they are finally. When you finally see them in their full glory later, it is such a beautiful reveal. Also, it's a movie thing, uh, storytelling, which you've nailed, yeah. but it's also, again, those guys aren't going to ride their poles to battle. They're going to stay at the base of the poles and hold them. Right. It's just logistically, yeah. yep. realistically what they do. Yeah. So this movie doesn't, uh, it always prizes accuracy of environment and character over spectacle. Yep. We keep coming back to that again, too. But this is the thing. They show these guys holding poles on a car. You're like, oh, pole cats, all right. They right. look fucking badass because they're silhouetted. Sure. And they're super dope. But it's not like the full dopeness that you get later, for sure. Right. Um, and then and we get introduced to a character. Right. The people right. The, leader. The people leader himself. Now, he's riding in what is clearly a Mercedes mounted on top of a much larger, you know, the it's shell of a Mercedes so mounted good. on so, so wealth. So we're dealing with a. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know we had some Rolls Royce bodies that the war boys were driving earlier, but but let's just say, you know, this is of those vehicles. This is the vestige of of wealth. He is dressed in a suit, which in, in this environment is not so. Is not so right. But super dope. Exactly. And has a metal nose cover. Nose cover. Right. Which we don't know what that is yet. Exactly. We don't know why he lost his nose or wants to cover up his nose. It could be disease. It could be that somebody fucking bit it off. It could be. You know, it coca- rampant cocaine use. You know, whatever. But he looks really great. But he, but he, yeah. It's and it's it's silver. It's ornate. It's not just a oh, let's just cover this up. No, no, it's, it's a, a I'm covering this up in the most ostentatious and you know luxurious way. Have we seen anyone overweight until him in the film? Besides the people who are I mean, besides sort of or the little brother is a little bit, but his yeah, but the, but that's like flat. That's not like that's like from opulence. That's from yeah. This know, is the first. Is this the first? I want to say, yeah, besides like Immortan Joe, you know, who is clearly well fed. He's well um, fed, but his, he's more his like. And his son, who is, you know, and Rictus, who is clearly fucking. Well, diesel. those are all functional. Like, like right. Immortan Joe is a functional muscularity that has uh, aged. But you're so, right. We have not seen. And, and there are some of the, 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 milk, the milkmaids. Right. For, oh, right. For, for, who are treated well. Right. But that's you're exactly right. right. That, that's an immediate show of 
this person has is you know of a certain social yeah, status. He's a leader. He eats right. well. He's fat. Yeah, you're right. And and going into that, he's called the people eater, which is a, just an amazing. You know, when you throw something and and it immediately sets your brain whirling as to what the fuck does that mean? Also, is he a cannibal? Does he eat people? Is or his, is it a? Is his suit purple? Oh, purple. The you know. Until I went said that out loud just a second ago, it didn't occur to me until just then. But is it super purple? Purple people eater. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll look more carefully. I, I would venture to say that it is not. Okay, I hope it's not. I hope it's not too. Because a purple people eater is right. ridiculous. You guys can look that up if you don't know that song. It um, was a, uh, one eyed, which goes back to our sight thing. He, he doesn't lose his eyes, but. Right, somebody else does. One eyed, uh, one horn flying purple, purple people eater. eater. Okay. Did you, know you ever what? expect Let's, we would sing that song? No. No, it's do you always a shock. Do you regret doing it? I regret it, it deeply. <laughs> you know, it is. It is. Uh, you know, everything we do on this show is always a um, exciting and regrettable. Ex exciting and regrettable. Um, so, 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 my mind is whirling as to what the fuck does that mean that he's right. a people eater? And then they followed up with a line that explains exactly what his position is in this world. You know, Morton Joe is the military leader. He runs the Citadel. He's got the agriculture. Mm -hmm. These are the Gastown boys. The people eater, he's, he's come to, to count the cost. Oh, I love it. So we don't necessarily know exactly what cost we're, we're talking about, but clearly he is the bookkeeper. The accountant. The accountant. Yeah. Of the, now, he's, he's, he's a horrible... There's so many other things about him yeah. besides that. He's, you know, he's clearly not like a nerdy, you know, a, a nerdy guy, and that's his only function. Yeah. But... Come to count the cost. And you can see is, his little pocket fob, pocket watch fob yeah. in this scene, I think, too. Yeah. Where you see this little chain. Yeah. yeah. Which he checks throughout the film and I think in interesting ways, right? Doesn't he pull yeah, that he, out a lot? I don't know if he, he but he does he does talk about the cost of things later on, which we'll, we'll get to as 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 that uh, comes through in, in later minutes of the film. Um do, oh did we tell so we're in so this is Oh, 30, 36? 36 to 30 to 40? No. 30, is this is 32 to 30. Let's see. Let's find out. Okay. Yeah, we can. That's that's we something that analysis, is, that is we have an, easily checked. We make rules for ourselves. 44. Oh, my okay. God. So this is minutes so this 40, is 40 to 44. 44. We, every every episode, we're like, okay, don't forget to say what, what, minutes, what is minutes we're at. And then you say, I'm going to take a picture. Don't forget to post it on Twitter. And I posted like one photo. Okay, so we're far. really blowing it. But guys, we have good I, uh, I can understand intentions. why you hate us if you hate us. If you, also, if you, I would hope it's you episode 12 or 14 or something. If you hate us, right. stop. Don't listen anymore. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't make exactly. Sense. Right. If you if this is if you're just doing this out of you know pure masculinity, do not I mean, hate listen to yeah. us. Do not hate listen to us. Right. I will not stand for it. <laughs> this is not a podcast to be hate listened to. Okay. Uh, okay. So so right. Uh, people so leader. People leader. We have we have a new guy. Come and, to count uh, this, the cost. This is what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, this is like a really really smart storytelling thing, which is we've met now a whole world of people. We've met. Uh, we understand that they grow. Uh, crops here. We understand that they have water. They pump up from deep within the earth. We understand that there's a societal, uh, cohesive internal structure mm -hmm. that we're dealing with here, and we've sort of uh, learned how it works. We know he's got wives. We know he's got breeders. We know we have people who pump milk. All that's been established. Um, to then very casually and superficially introduce a whole new town, which we've yeah. heard about. We've heard about Gastown. Sure. And realize, oh my God, they don't. They have different weapons, different cars, different structure, different leaders. Holy shit! If it's as deep as the and complicated and and uh, explained as the one we just saw, we're in for a treat. So all of a sudden, 
we're back in. Anyone who's been dipping out um, and thinking that there's going to be less action, less character stuff, or that, again, all the pieces are in play. Well, if, if, if it's some, you know, I don't know how this could happen, but if you've become bored with what has been presented to you, yes. here's new stuff. Here's a whole new thing coming. And I just, every time I see this, I don't, it's not that I forget these people, it's just that I... I, I forget the excitement I felt the first time when I realized there's a whole new world coming at me. Right. And then I thought to myself, wait, they said Gastown and Bullet, the Bullet, bullet Farm. Bullet yeah. Farm. There must be a third coming. There's a third, yeah. And so I, I, when this when this line happens and they start to explain these are the Gastown boys, I realize, oh, he has to introduce the Bullet Farm guys because right. that's just how screenwriting works. Right. Holy shit, we have two new whole societies to explore yeah. in the midst of a goddamn chase sequence. Right. So you automatically know the chase sequence coming up and the action sequences coming up are going to be laden with the same sort of delicious character development we've seen up to this point, and it just makes you excited. And I, and I, know, and I know you just said it, but I have to go back to the fact that this exposition is not is so... Is, is delivered in such an organic form and, and is not in any way like a, here, I want to tell the audience what's going on. Or, I mean, clearly, they do want to present that information, but it's in such an organic It's the actual way, we're way that, that belongs in the film. That... And uh, the last thing about this four minutes, which somehow we skipped over, which is, an argu I mean, arguably one of the best parts of this sequence, um, amidst all this tension and negotiation and, and getting the guns out of the car, um, by the way, I forgot to mention the 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 roof of the war rig is covered with the same Morton Joe steering wheel symbol. Yes, uh, it, it's sort of yeah. emblazoned. It's like a tin roof. It's yeah, tin it's like roof. A, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's etched into it. Great, yeah. great little detail. But we have all this stuff going on, jockeying for position. How are we getting away? Where are the wires going to go? What is this green place we're going to? Uh, yep. And the camera cuts back to poor little Nux, who's lying on the ground, yeah. having just recovered from a kick in the stomach. He didn't get right. hit in the face. He wasn't knocked out. He got kicked in the stomach. stomach so hard, or punched in the stomach so hard that... He's been down for a good winded. three minutes here. Yeah, yeah. Nux is, is down for the count, and he kind of rolls to his feet. One boot. One fucking boot. One boot on, one boot off. Looking real sad. Right. And this is a guy who, four minutes ago, was on top of the world. He had yeah. achieved the unachievable, where everyone else had failed. He had captured the rogue warrior from uh, from uh, the Citadel. He'd, he'd single-handedly reclaimed his, his gods, wives. He has done it. Gets kicked in the stomach by his blood bag, goes down, and I, I, I think it's fairly intentional that it's kicked in the stomach, not fucking knocked out or punched. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. just, poor guy, yeah. his stomach hurts so bad, he rolls over. <laughs> he's he, skinny to start he's with. Skinny Let's be, to start he, can't, with. he can't take a punch like no, that. No, he gets knocked pretty good. In the background, we see the Karmada coming towards him. A Martin Joe is, is going to see his god. So far, he sprayed his face with chrome, failed. So pitiful. Caught up to his, his, uh, the wives, then failed. Yeah. Gotten his boot stolen from him by his own blood bag. Yeah. And is now just like, fuck, fuck me. You know, what do I do? And so he, he can't wait. He has right. to run after them. Yeah. To save face, to save any any shred right. of dignity right. that he has left, he has to go back and try to stop them somehow. Right. So he runs out, and there's this beautiful shot of poor little Nux, still with the chain tied to him, d running after uh, the war rig. The war rig, which with is a one great, shoe on. Which I'd love to. I, I know has appeared like that. That shot in, in the way that it's his is is you know I've seen in so many films. I would argue mostly comedies. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, mostly comedies. Yeah. Because you see the thing. And there's just enough of a beat, 
and then you see Nux what you running. know Nux running after it. Oh, poor, that poor I wish I could come stomach up with nuts. But you've seen it too, listeners. You know you've seen it. I feel like isn't there a shot in Dumb and Dumber like that? Am I making that up? You, I Maybe. don't know that film well enough to. I don't either, to, obviously. Right. It just feels like that's a kind of. But movie it's a uh, yeah. It's it's got again and again. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a well worn comedy. Uh, trope. And, and I think played for comedy here because poor and, fucking guy. Right. And he, he was keeps just trying, on top he keeps of the world. trying to do the right thing for his God. He, he keeps trying to get right with God and he keeps failing. Which, if that's not a metaphor for all of us, I don't know what right. it is, Yuri. Get right get with God. Get right with God. Get You're to the Jewish, white meat. Get to sake. the white meat of it. Get to the white <laughs> meat of God. Um, <laughs> also, that's a gross... So many things that are right about that statement. Get to the white meat of God, Schlanger. Yeah. Um, I also, though, at the close of the comedy beat, it introduces a malice beat, which is Nux jumps on the back of the truck and starts crawling yeah. towards it. And yeah. we know he means them harm. Yep. They have wronged him. They, he wants Furiosa, Furiosa dead. We know that. Now he wants Mad Max dead. Yep. We know that. Yep. And he wants to capture the wives and return them to the worst place they could possibly ever be. So right. uh, although it's funny and it's super sad, that moment ends with... Malice, which is, oh, right. this kid is coming to get them. Right. And, and we they know, don't know and they don't know and that he's they there. They don't know that he's there. Right. Beautiful. So yeah. again, all these moving parts happening, all these things right. happening. Set, setting up the tension of Yeah. Uh, really, really smart. So I, I really feel bad for Nux in this moment, but also I it ends again a moment of hope for him. We think him and his Jinko jeans. Oh my his good. club kid, his, his club, club kid pants. Kid pants with his eyeliner and his white skin. Like like he yeah, like that, he should kids. be at a, yeah, I mean he should you know, with with his shorter shirt off and his big baggy pants, and his you know face paint. I mean, like he he escaped from a rave somewhere, some sort of desert. <laughs> he like he escaped from Burning Man. War boys. War boys. That's how they do. Uh, so what's coming up here next in this next sequence is going to be uh, the further introduction of a huge battle sequence. Uh, right. We have now two bat two warrior teams involved. We have the Citadel kids who we <laughs> they all seem like bad sports teams. Right. We got the Citadel, the Citadel kids, kids over here, the Gaston boys. Yeah. Uh, so they're all, they're coming in with weapons we've uh, come to appreciate and know. They have the the Polk, the Lancers mm. and they have the um, yeah. the scooper the roof roof scoopers. <laughs> Was they roof scoopers or was that or was that just the buzzards that had the <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. I just I don't believe it's I okay. call them I'll... roof scoopers. That's the lamest way to talk about them. It's I like meant a to say scooper. uh what yeah, like called? the shovels, the steam shovels? Yeah, but I call it steam shovels either. No. You know what? Doesn't matter. The roof scoopers. The roof scoopers. That's the roof scoopers. With a Z. And it's another terrible name and for And we're a about band. to be introduced to a whole new you know, if you've gotten tired of the desert, if we've been in the desert for a while, we're about to get into a completely different uh uh, you know, onto a different uh, playing field. Yeah, but it's 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 this moment of suspension, and I really think we ended this four-minute clip at a lovely point, which is, uh, it's about to go down, and you right. feel it. You just know as a viewer, Gaston boys are are uh, uh, coming up, yeah. and our, our guys behind us. We know we know Doof Warrior is still slinging, we know, and blowing we know fire. He is. So it's all right there. Also, so there, there's there's trouble from the right coming in. We know that, and Max has already said, if we go in there, we're in trouble. Yep. So we know that where they're going is trouble. We know they have trouble to their right. We know they have trouble behind them, and we know that we have Nux crawling out the truck. So it's like the most loaded, right. head-exploding setup to an action sequence. And keep in mind, we've been in an action sequence for 40 for, minutes right, now. So, right. so this feels like an all a setup to an enormous, amazing action sequence coming out of an action sequence. Right, which, which you will get, I promise you, at the risk of saying too much. As soon as they enter the canyon, there's a whole other society that we're introduced Spoiler to. Spoiler alert. 
You're I know. Eight. It's it's like you, you can't you can't stop this film and you can't stop me talking about it. I love that about you. All right. Well, tune in next week for more of what's about to happen, which is fucking legitimate but, chaos and and awesomeness and and, and love continued and badassery, love, affection. But that's just between you and me. Well, and the viewers. And listen, and Ian and Iris yeah. and um Ian and Iris and uh uh all the other people have written in. His names escape me because I'm very tired. Yeah, that's okay. That's totally fair. We've really powered through today. We're bosses. I'd like, I'd like to congratulate you on a, on a successful day of podcast. How about high five? High five! All right. My name is Travis Sintel. My name is Yuri Lowenthal, and you are awaited.